There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, a big welcome to the Business Elevation Show. I hope you're hope you're well, and it's wonderful to be back with you for yet another week. And um, I'm very excited about the show today. I'm going to talk be talking um, about wisdom with one of the wisest souls I know, Judy Robinette. Uh, so we're going to have lots of fun today, and it's going to be fascinating. I'm absolutely convinced. And this subject of of wisdom is one that just means so much to me. Uh, it's one I talk about on this show fairly regularly about um, the fact that we need today um, much more wisdom. We're the most intelligent species ever to live on this planet, uh, yet uh, we find ourselves in a situation where you know, humankind is at a, a crossroads, and uh, therefore we need much more uh, wisdom to help move us forward. And that was very inspired, some of that, through the, the great conversations I had with Tom Campbell, um, the author of My Big Toe, uh, which you can find some of those interviews in the archive. Uh, the other thing that connects me with, with wisdom was um, back in December 2019 when I uh, went over to uh, Konya in Turkey with Dr. Mansur Malik and spent time uh, interviewing and uh, experiencing uh, the um, Sufi um, life and uh, interviewed uh, the head of the whirling dervishes and learned all about Rumi. And uh, Rumi had some amazing, amazing um, pearls of wisdom in his quotes and people read his poetry and his lines um, all over the world today and some of those um, those gems of wisdom like souls don't have races or sexes or religions they are beyond artificial divisions you know this these things were being thought about in the 13th century um, and um, just before we go into more detail, I'll just share, introduce um, Judy to you. I'd also like to say a big thank you to Karen Wilson-Starks. We, we talked about a little bit of this. I shared some of the wisdom from um, my 400th unique uh, episode on the show. And I want to thank Karen for being a tremendous host. Um, when we, and if you want to go into the archive again, um, please do. So we're gonna, I'm going to introduce you to Judy now. I mean, Judy as I've mentioned, is one of the wisest souls that I know. She's been a wonderful, wonderful supporter of this show. And if I think of Rumi quotes that kind of make me think of uh, Judy, you know, how you make others feel about themselves, say, themselves says a lot about you. And a candle loses nothing by lighting another. And Judy is a master at doing that. Do good for others and it will come back to you in unexpected ways, which makes me think about uh, her amazing work around the power connector. Uh, as I say, she's one of the most connected people I know. She's introduced us to people like Kevin Harrington, uh, Rachel Mashawa, and we have Jennifer Justice, who's the, the, the lawyer for Jay-Z and Beyonce coming on soon, and Jennifer Jordan, the founder of TEDx, Lara Steen, and that's all due to uh, Judy. But not only is Judy an amazing person to connect with, um, she is um, an extremely wise soul. Um, Judy served as a CEO in public and private companies um, and, and today helps entrepreneurs. She helps them find 
capital. She connects them with venture capitalists, angel investors, family offices, and other funding sources. Um, she's been um, quoted and profiled on CBS, Forbes, NBC, The Washington Post. I can keep going and going and going. And she's a best-selling author of How to Be a Power Connector, The 550, 150 Rule, and Crack the Funding Code. So today we're going to talk about wisdom with Judy Robinette. Thank you. I'm just delighted to be here, Chris. My goodness. Um, (laughs) What what an introduction. It's a, it's a first, third visit as well. You were on the show 2018, 19, it's now 21. We're becoming old friends. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> so what's been, tell us what's been happening in your world. It was we, 2019, January, I think, when you were last on the show. What's been happening to Judy Robinette? Oh, you know, I've just been having a, a, a great time, like you said, working with uh, entrepreneurs. I sit on the board of um, some interesting companies, I've thought about doing a, a third book, um, and uh, you know, then the pandemic hit. So <laughs> that re- that really uh, life-altering uh, experience. And how's how's it altered things for you? I mean, how would you? Obviously, there's been a very challenging year for uh, for lots of us around the world. But it, I don't know. I find it quite a an in, you know, very innovative year as well. Um, and how you know what yes. have been your lessons and learnings from it? Well, um, you know, the first one was, uh, you know, I've always known I love people, but being personally close to them, you know, talking to them, having coffee or or sharing uh, a bite of lunch, um, I found out how important that is to me. And I haven't been on a plane since February when I was in New York. And typically I'm in New York um, at least twice a month and then in in Europe. And so not being able to to travel was um, really eye-opening to me and I finally adjusted you know I've got six horses so I did a lot of riding in in the mountains um, and it really allowed me to reflect a lot and, and I'm like you watching the innovation has been just astounding to me um, about how resilient humans are so that's a real plus yeah yeah and have, have you have you had the opportunity to maybe do even more deeper thinking about your business and you know have you, uh, and have you, have you, I mean, how, have you, how have you got on virtually as well? Because we're doing everything virtually. You, you know, fine. I mean, in, in February, March, I really kind of got down in the dumps and didn't do a lot on social media. I started baking like a maniac, <laughs> and doing a lot of, of uh, cooking. Uh, and then I became really comfortable with Zoom and I've, I've done keynotes on, on Zoom. Quite, a, quite an interesting experience. Um, so, um, you know, just, just fine. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. It's given us time to be a little bit more home focused and home improve and things like that too. And I'm, I'm kind of fascinated. I mean, you, you mentioned you're thinking about the third book. Um, is, is it going to be on wisdom just out of interest? I believe so. I, I believe so. You know, you, I probably shared with you that I started collecting quotes when I was a teenager. I now have 400 pages of quotes. Yeah. Uh, because in high school, I'd read a quote by Socrates that said, you can get so much further if, in life by learning from other people's writings than having to learn it yourself. And I've, you know, I'm going to be 68 in, in about a week. And I decided what a journey it's been to learn about uh, being wise rather than being a fool. And I've spent a fair amount of time being a fool and getting some serious bricks to the head. <laughs> so I think I may 
I may focus on that um, and, you know, what I've learned. Yeah. I was just thinking the other day, someone was asking me, I was being interviewed about my experiences and really the wisdom from 400 interviews. And they're asking me about, um, you know, any lessons for young people, for older people. Uh, and, you know, I've seen great success in through young people, through their energy and their tenacity and their in, in you know, different ways of thinking about things. But I've also um, come across people who've um, achieved great success at a, a later age. And I'm kind of putting that down to wisdom. I, I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, I, th- I think so. And, and sometimes you get in these really um, difficult situations. You know, the founder of Kentucky Fried Chicken, um, he, he didn't start his company until he was 62. And he got his first social security check. And I believe it was $99. And he said, I ain't living like this. Yeah. And and then he went out and I think it took him two to three hundred visits to find a restaurant that would finally try his recipe for chicken. And and so you do see and, you know, it, hopefully we accumulate all through our lives, our experiences and we learn from them. And, and it turns out that founders in the age group of 45 forward are starting more companies than anybody else. Hmm. It's, it's interesting sort of some of the. Oh, you know, the older sort of communities and, um, you know, the, where the tribal elder, you know, the elder was such an important part of the village. And, you know, I wonder if we, we lost our way in, uh, in certain parts of the world with that. And maybe now we're starting to realize the importance of it, perhaps. I, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. So you mentioned that you, you collected 400 quotes. I mean, where did your interest in wisdom, where did that come from? Um, you know, I think it started because I, I didn't think I was very smart. And so I decided I was going to read a lot uh, and figure out how to kind of connect the dots. And, and then I read that quote and my parents subscribed to the Reader's Digest, this little uh, magazine that came out and it had a section on quotes. And I remember every month um, I would read those and I, I just decided it was really important to try to, to learn. And then I became very fascinated with learning and I'm a voracious reader. Um, and, and then, you know, as you get older, you start figuring out that it's not other people's problems, it's yours, that you need to focus on yourself a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so is, um, I mean, how would you, how would you define wisdom then? I mean, there's, there's, there's all of these old, these quotes and there's, um, you know, been wisdom passed on from the ages, yet uh, there's also, you know, wisdom required when you're, um, you know, operating really effectively in, in business, in life, with, with kids, with family, you know, what, what, how do you define it? Well, if you, if you look it up in the dictionary, it simply says having experience, knowledge, good judgment, being wise. Uh, but I often think about, you know, being able to foresee the consequences of your actions. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, early on while I was learning, reading, reading, you know, then I, I figured out that, you know, going to an expert and spending 30 minutes was going to take care of about a month of reading, if not more. Um, and so you think about going from information to knowledge and then knowledge to wisdom. And, and part of that, um, I believe, is understanding yourself better and, and understanding other people and their behavior. Yeah, so there's some there's some introspection in this, and the, but then there's also studying, learning from others, talking from you know that past wisdom that's accumulated, uh, and then thinking about how you apply some of that to you and the way you operate and behave. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Confucius, you know, had had three items he said to acquire wisdom. And the first one was to reflect and, uh, you know, to reflect and to uh, connect the dots, gather insights so that you didn't make the same mistake twice. The second one was to imitate and to learn from others. Um, and then the third one, which he said was the, the bitterest, was experience. Uh, you know, you have to uh, get your ticket punched. You have to jump in. I often, people say to me, well, I can just read it all in the book and I'll get it. And I'll say, really? Uh, tell me what you read in a book about sex and then the difference with uh, having sex with someone you love. You know, there's only so yeah. much in life that you can get from books. You need to really get out of your comfort zone and, and have those kind of, of experiences. And, you know, for me, one of the reasons that I, I keep uh, working with entrepreneurs and founders is because I continue to learn and I reflect on those things. And so you get smarter, you start seeing patterns and, uh, and then you can be much more helpful to others. Yeah. Yeah. And that reflection is very, very, very powerful. I've, I've had a, have a group that I facilitate a, a collective this week with some wonderful, amazing people who are part of it. And the question that one of the group posed for us this week was, um, what is your superpower and uh, how do you intend to realize the full potential of it? And you can imagine with eight, eight extraordinary souls, the, the reflection and thinking that was coming out of that, it was astonishing. Yep. Um, and, and you've got a good point there. It's so important to ask questions, you know, to ask the right questions. Um, I, I may have shared this with you, but um, one of my friends sent me this little book called The, the Question. And it is, if you and I were having this conversation three years from today, what needs to happen for you personally and professionally to feel happy? Number one, you know, what three dangers do you need to mitigate? Uh, number two, what new three new opportunities do you need to seek? And the third one, what strengths do you need, you know, to move forward? And so I think questions are just really um, powerful to, to drill down to, you know, help you focus and make some sense out of the madness. You know, the world is certainly much more complex. There's, you know, more information than anybody will ever know. Would have been nice to have lived in the renaissance time you could become a renaissance man or woman <laughs> but that's a little more difficult today yeah yeah we had um uh, david white as a guest on the show and if you know know david who talked about beautiful questions um he's a an amazing poet and ted speaker and uh, you know there's questions aren't there which are quite you know quite black and white but it's the ones that really get you to think yeah that are really important like the ones you just described there you know they get you to think you know what is my superpower and you know what is um what, what are the things that the three dangers or whatever that i need to so that they really get you to, and, and each and you can ask those multiple times to yourself can't you and the answer yeah and and you know the thing that has been so profound about that little heuristic for me is by writing those down and going through it um the strengths and the opportunities uh, take care they mitigate your being afraid and being able to mitigate danger and I actually have one of those sheets printed out and about every three months I, I write down and try to reflect and, and learn from where I'm at. So, you know, I'm not repeating the, the same mistake again. And, you know, that old adage someone said to a guy, how did, how did you become, 
how are you so smart? And he said, well, you know, I make good decisions. And they said, well, how, how did you make good decisions? And he said, from making a lot of bad decisions. Mm. I suppose if you, if you can also learn, there's the experience, but if you can learn from, the, from others. I had, a, I had a friend who once decided, um, which wasn't great wisdom, he decided that he'd not eaten snails before. So he, oh. went the, so he went to the bottom of his garden, he dug up some snails and he cooked them in garlic and, and of course, was then extremely ill. And, and I always remember asking him, so why, why did, on earth did you do that? And he said, well, Chris, I do these things so you don't have to. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Like uh, Barnum said about the circus, there's a full born every minute, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So just um, I look at the time. We're going to go to commercial break, and after the break, let's have a look at about why uh, you know wisdom is so important right now. And then uh, I know Judy's got lots of thoughts and reflections about acquiring wisdom and the components that are important and the tools. So we're going to—you you can't miss what's going to come after the break. So join us again in just a couple of minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Judy Robinette, and we're talking about, about wisdom. And Judy, we you know, mentioned earlier that you know, we need intelligence has got us this point, some wisdom, but we need even more wisdom going forward. I mean, how how can wisdom help us solve uh, the world's problems? Well, I I think it always has, Chris. I I mean, historically, you can track everybody from uh, Socrates, Aristotle, even in the Old Testament, wisdom is mentioned 222 times. 
uh, Dante. So, um, you know, we, we have, thankfully, a, a ton of great knowledge and, and wisdom literature that we can pull from. Um, and I'm, I'm not uh, deterred at all from, you know, everybody says things are really complex, uh, but the reality is there's no limit on innovation and creativity. You know, President Ronald Reagan in the U.S. made the comment about that. And, and I've been really astounded to see uh, the new innovations that have come up from the pandemic. I mean, even getting the vaccines developed has been um, uh, amazing. So I think we do have the capabilities and we can certainly dip into history, uh, learn from elders, like you mentioned, uh, go to experts. Um, so um, I think wisdom is important. And I think this pandemic has really taught us all how important our families are, our health, <laughs> um, <clears throat> and, and made us rethink a lot of these things. Yeah. So do we, do we, do you think through the pandemic, therefore, we've, we've become more aware of the, the consequences of our actions? I believe, I believe so. Yeah. And, and sadly, for, for some, it's been disheartening. You know, I see on TV people that decided, you know, they'd uh, run a test and it was negative and they went to see their 80-year-old parents and both parents died. Um, so, you know, some of that has certainly been negative and they wish they could take it back. Um, but, you know, it's been complicated by the, the media and stuff. But um, I, I think you're correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting, interesting times. So, how do we how do we go about acquiring more wisdom? What, what do we what do we need to do? Well, I I think you know when you think about the definition of of you know first having experiences, uh, you need to have experiences. You know, you can't sit in the house behind a desk and, and be on the TV or your 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 iPhone. You you have to get out there and and you have to learn. Um, I think it's incredibly important that you talk to strangers. You know, often uh, strategic network is so powerful if it's diverse. And otherwise, you're very insular. You're insulated against uh, information that you need, knowledge that you need. Um, and so I, I think that is also really critical. Mm-hmm. I suppose, suppose that um, there's an opportunity, isn't there, to, to research, to read, to talk to people, to network at the moment. Um, yeah, and, and the, the networking is, is really critical. You know, I think about a couple of the serious bricks to the head I got, and I wouldn't have got either of them if I would have talked to just a few friends in my network. Uh, one who could have told me that this charismatic guy that I'd put all my faith into in a business deal had a litigious background. But no, no you know, I was blinded. It was a, a blind spot that, that I didn't see. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so um, how how do um, sorry, what case? My dog or your dog? I think it's probably mine, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, it's yours because I've got a cat. <laughs> sorry about that. He's putting me off slightly. Your, 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 your <laughs> That's cat, okay. Cat suddenly got a very very um, loud purr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think um, need to dip out at the next break and see if someone will um, look after him. He's probably got stuck on the floor with his arthritis. I think. <laughs> So what um so what are the tools um that can help us because uh, you know wisdom and you identified this to me actually you know wisdom is about it's about problem solving it's about decision making it's about future planning um you know any thoughts of uh, 
tools that you would recommend that people you yeah know, so, can be used you know, to help to those, uh, you know bricks to the head um, first I think you really need to have good knowledge of your yourself and often that only comes from other people um, there's a, a tool called the Johari window and it talks yeah. about what other people see about you what you see about yourself well there's one spot where other people see all about you that you don't see yeah. and, and that's the one that often hurts us the most when I was in graduate school uh, the assistant dean called me in one day and said, Judy, the guys don't want you on their, their teams anymore. And I said, what? And he said, you know, they say you're too aggressive. And I literally got up, went up to his desk, took my fist and went, I am not aggressive. <laughs> I'm aggressive. <laughs> and of course, I cried all the way as I drove back home. And then later he said to me, you know, you're so focused on getting things done, you can come across like a bull in a china closet. Yeah, and you right. need to focus on feelings. And <laughs> I said, who cares about feelings? We've got work to do. And so, you know, at that early age, that was a real eye-opener to me. And I often tell people to ask three to five of their friends, what are the very best things about me? Because often you find many of your assumptions about yourself are wrong. And so other people can really help mitigate that risk of, you know, what you don't know is, is really what can, can harm you. Uh, so knowing about yourself and, of course, you know, Shakespeare, to thine own self be true, and, you know, Aristotle, know yourself, uh, that's really important. And then the second part of that, I think, is understanding other human behavior. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, you know, the bricks to the head were often because I was optimistic, I really believed this person, I didn't really understand the concept of bad actors. You know, about 5% of people are narcissistic, Machiavellian, uh, sociopaths. And uh, so you need to be able to understand, you know, human behavior a bit. And I once read, there's only two ways to learn how to do this. One is to study the Bible, and uh, the other is to, sh to study Shakespeare. And so I've been reading uh, both. I mean, for the first time in my life, I finally read the New Testament from front to back. Was really uh, surprised how many times the word angels appeared. Uh, but I've also been doing deep dives into literature like Dante and trying to absorb, um, you know, I, I figure if it's one of the most popular pieces of literature that's, you know, survived hundreds upon hundreds of years, uh, what is in that? What is in that? Mm. Um, so Im important to know yourself and, you know, with the help of other people and then really study behavior of, of others so that you don't get a brick to the head. I think those are really important. Um, and besides the Johari window, uh, another training that I went to years and years ago when I worked at a nuclear facility and anybody that was, you know, there was a possibility of death, we had to take... Uh, KT, Kepner Trago. And what I learned in that is there's different tools for in the past problem solving, in the present decision making, and in the future planning. And the planning piece has really helped me because you will just take a piece of paper and write down everything you think could possibly go wrong with your plan or your idea. And then you, you do two columns and, and you write what would be the seriousness and, and the probability of happening. And you just rate them as low, medium, and high. 
And it's astounding because you don't have all the energy, time, or money. So you just pick the high, high ones. Yeah. And that has been a really, you know, good tool for me that, that I recommend others. And, and I can send you a couple articles for your show notes for yeah. those. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Now, they, they sound great. I, I use very heavily um, talent dynamics with my clients when I'm working with businesses and helping them to elevate their performance and understand for leaders to understand themselves, understand their teams. And it measures the concept of flow, where you're in and out of flow. And, and personally, I found that hugely insightful myself when I realized that my flow was around people, around communication uh, and around new business, coaching, training, those sorts of areas. And it certainly wasn't around detail. Like when I ran logistics for five and a half thousand pubs and restaurants, it was uh, <laughs> incredibly detailed for me. I was good with the people and relationships, but I had thought, thank goodness I had people who supported me who understood the, uh, the detail. But what I was able to do with that information was then to devise my life moving forward based around where I was happiest, where my energy so, um, you know, was and aim to, uh, aim to kind of, uh, you know, to focus on um, being the best version I could within that flow. Um, so that was hugely helpful for me. Um, what a book do you recommend or? Um, a system is called Talent Dynamics. You can, you can Google Talent Dynamics and the system. Huh. It's by, created by a guy called Roger Hamilton. I just love the methodology. It also explains where you're in your flow with, in the cycle of doing business. So you can see where you sit in terms of the, the most natural roles for you well I, I use it that way i've done 800 of them with with clients now oh my um, gosh. so it's one one t one tool in my toolbox uh, i mean another system i use to help people f discover their purpose in life and you know when people take the the red pill with that and uh, and and uh, and embrace it you know we've had the most amazing things happen in people's lives and this i see some of that even around in my area the consequences of having you know 12 years ago with one person done there profile leading a big organization and how it's now transformed everything understanding that sense of sense of purpose um so you know there's there's lots of tools i utilize that just help you make help you make sense of the world don't they you get a, a sense of things that you think and feel but it provides some structure yep, that enable yep. you to then to yeah then, and, and i think the structure is is really critical because you can become so overwhelmed uh, with with everything and and so I, I like that I'm gonna call you at another date and and you're gonna help me figure out some of your concepts <laughs> yeah yeah we'll yeah see where I am with flow <laughs> <laughs> absolutely I've got a few that I that I work with measure engagement as well that's really helpful in companies um, but they th these things help you create a sense but also what they do is they provide an independence so you know for example uh, you know if you've got if you've got concerns about somebody's behavior in an organization and allowing them to do a profile or something and being able to then see that, and then you can have a conversation about it is a lot better than saying you've got a problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> you need to sort it out now, yeah, yeah. but also it might help you see, actually, now I know where they are, then the problem could be sitting with me. It could be the way that I'm seeing it. So I might need yeah. to change my behavior. And as a team, yeah. we might need to change our behavior. Yeah, I, I, I remember uh, an, another conversation years and years ago that I was complaining bitterly about, I don't know, somebody I was working with or something. And, and uh, the person looked at me and said, and what was your role in that? Yeah. And, and it was like, oh, I have a role in that? Oh, my gosh. You know, maybe I need to step up and take some responsibility here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I was 
I could mention a recent example, but I won't because it's a current client. Um, but um, let's say, you want to, I'm about to look at my notes now because you mentioned to me um, a tool, Dr. Gleb Sipersky's five questions of co- cognitive biases. I had to look at my notes for that. Um, what's that all about and how does that help? Yeah, so he's an expert on, you know, kind of avoiding disaster uh, uh, business decisions in, in companies, but also down to the personal level. Um, and just a, a, a profound thinker. And, and I printed out one of his articles, which I'll share with you. And he has like five questions for you to consider so that you're not making a potential horrendous mistake. And the first one is, what important information did I not yet fully consider? Mm. Um, and the second, what relevant dangerous judgment errors uh, have I not addressed? And he, he actually has about 30 different um, biases that, you know, we sometimes can stumble into. And um, he has a guide for how to, how to deal with those and how to understand those. Uh, but I love his, uh, his next three questions. What would a trusted and objective advisor suggest I do? And you think back historically, even in Proverbs, it says how much smarter you are if you get the counsel of many people. Um, And and I found that really, really true. And uh, the fourth question, how have I addressed all the ways it could fail? And, and, you know, when I was younger, I, I was, you know, giddy and, and went and started a franchise restaurant, speaking of your background, and I'm not great on details either. And, you know, at one point thought I was uh, going to go bankrupt. Well, my, one of my friends had asked me early on, you know, what are you going to do if it, if it fails? And, you know, I was being very optimistic and I was just absolutely sure that, that it wouldn't. And so getting, you know, advice from trusted advisors is critical. And then um, have you really addressed all the ways potentially that, that it could fail? Because often we've, we find out much to our um, horror that many of the decisions we make have consequences we never anticipated. And we certainly see this in government policy all the time. And uh, the final question is, what new information would cause me to revisit uh, the decision? And I actually kind of go through those um, uh, frequently when I'm I'm working on a a big new project and and make sure I've given it a lot of thought and have reflected on it so that I avoid mistakes that I've made in the past of being too optimistic or, um, you know, just uh, haven't thought about, you know, having plan B and potentially plan C if something fails. And I think those are critical, along with realizing there's, you know, very few things that can kill you and that all the resources you need are out there, you know, and a problem, you can go over it, under it, through it, or around it. And it took me a long time to realize everybody's got problems and your problem is probably somebody else's solution. Um, So I have found his work really um, helpful and use, very useful. That sounds particularly useful with, um, you know, for those of us who are you know, very positive in our outlooks and, uh, and that positivity, um, you know, if we, we think about the pandemic, you know, people, oh, this is a good pandemic. It's not going to materialize too much. You know, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be fine. Um, that positivity can get us into trouble, can't it? It's a lovely quality and an important one, but actually those um, elements help us to really think, about the risk, we can still remain yeah. positive, but we 
we yeah. need to consider the risks. Yeah, and take calculated risk. And I think that's probably at the crux of all of this. You learn how to take calculated risks. Um, and, and you learn that more and more as you go through life. I always say to people, you know, unless the lesson's learned, it repeats yeah. in life. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and truly it does. I'm just thinking too, uh, back to when you were talking about um, about that kind of, you know, what am I doing almost when I'm at my best? Uh, and uh, a good friend of the, the show and friend of mine, Stephen Morris, I was chatting to him about this and, and he suggested, you know, you should you should ask uh, a number of people, maybe a dozen people, you know, what are you doing? What am I doing when I'm at my best? And also then, what am I doing when I'm not at my best? And, and so I, I did that. I did that with a client only about two weeks ago and they, they three, maybe two, three weeks ago, and they wrote back to me, actually surprised me. They went and did it and they wrote all the feedback back. And then we had a really great session then looking at, uh, you know, where, where he was at his best linked to this concept of flow I talk about. And then those, all those areas of perspective where he wasn't. Uh, and it was very insightful, actually. Diane. Yeah, yeah. You know, when, when, I'm, uh, when I'm not at my best, you know, sometimes if I'm anxious or, or panicked, uh, historically what I would do is I, I would say I'd go to my cave with a big chunk of dark chocolate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it didn't, didn't come out for some time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've got better at, at understanding this is how I react and, and being able to say, stop it, you know, time to, time to move on. Excellent. Well, well done for making it dark chocolate and not milk chocolate. That's very, very impressive. I'm going to go to, we're going to a commercial break now. We'll be back again after the break and we're going to explore this some more. So do join us again in just a couple of minutes. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called The Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and I'm with uh, wise soul Judy Robinette, and we're talking about wisdom uh, right now. And we were just chatting in the break, weren't we, about, uh, I think I've mentioned three by three by three, and you suggested we, we chat about it. Yes, that. yes, I, I think it's <laughs> fascinating. Uh, tell us. So I, I, like to, I like to always give people credit. So I first discovered this from 
Dan Sullivan, not Dan Sullivan. I think it came originally probably from Dan, uh, from Stefan Wiesenbach, who uh, is the founder of Engagement Multiplier, which is a system that I use really well, very successfully with my clients to measure engagement. And uh, Stefan has created this amazing organization uh, and is uh, focusing on helping over a million people become more measurably engaged. And uh, I think that's going to happen through their uh, their system. But one of the things that he said, and I think he learned it from Dan Sullivan, that he found very, very valuable um, was every day to focus on three by three by three. So uh, look at three things that you're grateful for, uh, three things that you're going to achieve today, and three things that you have achieved in the last 24 hours, because we often forget about the good progress that we're making. So you could do that daily, you probably do that, you know, do those sorts of things over a, a longer time period too. But I found I've, when I've used it, it's been really helpful. I love that. I, I love that. And, and what were the surprises? I mean, just out of curiosity, what surprises from doing it? Well, I think, I, think, I think the big one, the big, I mean, I think you can always find something you're grateful for, however yeah. small, even if it's the flower outside your window, if you, you know, you're struggling, there's always things we can be grateful for. So it, that puts you in a positive mindset. And then the three things you're going to achieve is very helpful because you could find yourself with a list of 10 things if you're not careful. And it just reminds you, let's not over you know, be over unrealistic. And with my clients, if we're utilizing that, I always say to them, plan in reactive time as well, because they're going to get, probably get two hours, three hours of calls. And if you don't plan that, you're going to have two or three hours of, of calls to deal with, then um, you can fill it with tasks and feel like you never achieved anything. Um, and then the third thing is, I think, around the uh, looking back is actually how many things you do achieve on a daily basis uh, and and how um, heartwarming that is to realize that you're making progress. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the another tool that that I've used is called the victory log, and you just take a piece of paper and write from one to fifty, and you write down things you're proud you've accomplished, and it can be little things or or big things. I've got one when I made thirty thousand a year, and when I made three hundred thousand a year, and and you put it somewhere and you review it daily. And the research shows that's the number one way you can build self-confidence and self-esteem because we do forget what we achieve and what we're grateful and to be able to have that longitudinal uh, kind of record of, of what we've done and where we've been has, is really helpful. Yeah. And the thing I have found interesting myself is, um, it, you know, talk about being able to uh, understand who I am a bit. So right from many, many years ago, I would write down, I went to Puerto Rico, or I was in Germany. And this theme's going through the whole thing about how much I love to travel, to go to art museums, uh, that kind of stuff. And, and I, I have um, kids do this as well. And, and it really does work. It's really helpful. And, and I love, um, you know, you're three by three by three, because I think, you know, we can always be grateful for things. And yeah. There's a, a saying, if you only have $2, spend a dollar and you're hungry, spend a dollar on food and a dollar on a flower, you know, feed your soul. Yeah. And so being grateful is important. And there's actually brain research that shows the difference it makes in your head, yeah. um, which is, which is good. Yeah. Well, so something I did this week was, um, I've got a 14 year old son and, you know, his dad's probably the, the most boring person in the world. And, and, and uh, he, he I, what I actually did, and I've not shown in, I've not shown in this, but I printed out. I, I get in the last week. I think I've had 
three, I've had three wonderful phone calls of people just saying how, how pleased they are with the quality of my work and me as a person and five emails uh, from uh, different people. And I printed them out and, and that's just in a week. And, and, you know, I'm thinking actually I maybe ought to put those into a little book, you know, just for my own, own soul really to remind myself that yeah. actually I am making, I'm making progress and it, you know, and printing them out, you know, rather than just losing them just really energized me this week, actually. Yeah, and, and I think doing that is really critical because that really is giving you proof points that you're on the right path. Yeah. Um, and, and so good for you. I'm glad it's working so well. Oh, well, oh thank you. I'm sure there's, there's always more wisdom we can learn, so there's more we can do. So what are, what are your, have you got any favorite examples of wisdom in action? Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, certainly the development of the vaccine, watching uh, the medical staff um, you know, innovate on a moment's notice when people are potentially dying. In, in the U.S., you know, they figured out how they could put two people on a ventilator, uh, all kinds of innovative things that were, you know, done very, very quickly that saved lives. Um, but, uh, you know, all, almost even, you know, putting the rover on, on Mars, it's interesting. You can take it from very high level down to a, a low level or lower level just like with you or, or when I do the same thing of trying to figure out, okay, I've done this and this, I'll review what my achievements are, what can I learn from that, and then where can I take it to the next level? And, and I think those are important. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I do, you, you talked there about, um, you, you mentioned Shakespeare, you mentioned Dante, you mentioned um, Aristotle. Who, who do you think we should... Who do you think we should study? Who do, you, um, who do you particularly rate when it comes to wisdom? You've got 400 pages of quotes as well. <laughs> who, who, do you look, who do you look, say, historically at? And, and who would you look at right now who's um, maybe operating in the world, running businesses or, or, or something that you admire that we can learn from? Well, I, I frankly have been really fascinated reading the, the Bible um, because there was a, a lot in there that wasn't necessarily focused on the, the churches that I went to uh, as a kid. That has been very interesting. And Dante and the great works of literature, oh my goodness, the, the lessons in there, you know, it begs the question, there's nothing new under the sun, that other people have gone through this experience, whether it's, you know, losing a loved one or or dealing with a significant illness or, you know, a pandemic, it turns out. Uh, the reason we all have to get flu shots is because of the variants that came out of the 1916 flu. Yeah. And, and I had no, I, no idea uh, about that. Um, and so, uh, you know, I randomly will uh, read in, in Shakespeare or other things. I picked up a book and it's how to teach your children Shakespeare. Uh, because mm. my first thought was I probably wasn't smart enough to get my head around the bard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and, and I have found that, you know, certainly um, helpful. And so I don't know that there's one source. And I will often just take my quote book and just open and start, you know, reading through things. Yeah. Um, That's a good, 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 good idea. It's a good idea. Uh, and I like the idea of um, of keeping quotes and, assimilating them because they get they give you a lot of energy don't they when they read them and you know, even yeah, even and in a simple small, you know to me it's small bits of wisdom you know they're very concise you know colin powell said if you 
wait until you've got 75% of the information to make a decision you've waited too long. Yeah. And and so I've picked up these little tidbits from business and, you know, happy to, happy to share them with you. Uh, th- well, thank, thank you. Uh, I'm just thinking, looking back, the Rumi quote I mentioned, the candle loses nothing by lighting another. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, it's just, there's a lot in there, isn't there? Just in a few words. Yes. Yes. That can, that can change your trajectory. I mean, that, that to me, you know, partly the, your your book, the Power Connector. That um, that's what you're doing with that. You know, and you're brilliant at it. You you connect with people, and uh, you 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 give to them, and uh, and you connect them, and then I'm, I'm sure from that, uh, um, you know, wonderful things come back to you eventually. Yeah, I'm I'm like you. I haven't printed them out, but almost every week I'll get an email from someone around the country that said I got my business funded from reading your book, or yeah. uh, I did this and I didn't think I'd ever be able to do it. And that was the whole point of writing both of those books: is I wanted to make a difference in the world, you know, to educate people so they didn't have to learn from from bad things that had happened to me. That I could, you know, hopefully share my knowledge and my wisdom, you know, for a path moving forward. And, uh, you know, recently I was on a podcast with a gentleman from Canada. And uh, then he called me and said, can you be on this mastermind? Could we talk to you about strategic networking and such? And I said, sure. Uh, Then I got a phone call and he said, you know, I'd like to work with you and develop kind of a mini masterclass on, on all of this. You know, many of my clients are interested in such. And, you know, I, I decided why not, you know, and, and so it can take you down paths that you you wouldn't have thought so i think reflecting certainly getting yourself out there moving into your you know out of your comfort zone um, talking with with strangers i mean you become more comfortable that the majority of people on this earth are good humans and einstein said you've got one choice is the universe good or does it mean evil or bad for you Mm. And, and my sense is it's very good Yes, um, yes. And that most people will help if you if you ask. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, that's really true, and you, you never know quite where your journey is going to take you. And if you take some of those opportunities, um, I, I, you know, my my trip to Turkey came out of somebody I interviewed on the show, Dr. Mansur Malik, who's um, the founded and chairman of something called the International Diplomatic Business Club, and uh, you know, very different origin and background to me and he invited me out to turkey and i I, and i thought well you know turkey you know should i be going the week before christmas will i be back in time um but it just felt like uh to understand um rumi and um i thought and meet the whirling dervishes and i thought i'm never going to get an opportunity like this again so i went i felt nervous about going initially but actually when i got there and the warmth and the way I was received, the surprise that I'd actually said yes and actually done it. We've become lifelong friends yeah, and, uh, yeah. you know, opportunities are ensuing because of that. Um, so, uh, Judy, what, what's, um, what's next for you? What's in your world when it comes to wisdom uh, and um, over the next 12 to 18 months? What's... Uh, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to keep doing a lot of what I've, I've done as far as uh, learning. I mean, I try to, to read an hour and a half of a day and uh, do reflections on that. I'm like you, I, I do a, a list of what I'm grateful for and, and also what I'd like to uh, achieve uh, based on the, the questions, what three opportunities do you have and what strengths do you need to develop? Um, I'm probably gonna look at doing um, an, another book. 
Uh, here in about a month, I'm going to be doing a lot of riding up in the mountains. I live not far from Yellowstone or Jackson Hole, oh, Wyoming, and love to get up, you know, in, in the mountains. But most thankfully, I'll be able to travel. <laughs> and um, so uh, that, that's good. I mean, I, I love to travel and, and the learning experiences from that. Yeah. Well, it's been, it's been absolutely wonderful catching up with you again and exploring this topic of wisdom. And I, I hope that people will you know, take some of these ideas, think about how, how you develop your the strategy to develop your wisdom, what you're going to read, who you're going to connect with, what experiences over the next, um, the next year, two, three years that you, you want to embark upon and uh, you know, build, that, build that wisdom and do that to add more value, to help contribute to um, moving this world in the right direction, really. Um, so, yeah, once again, a, a huge thank you. Judy, well, thank you. I've, I've learned a lot from you today, Chris. So thank you. You're just a wonderful um, host. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. It's really, really appreciated. And um, yeah, if you've got any questions or comments on the show, please send them to me. I'd love to hear from you at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. I uh, can connect you with Judy if you want to connect with Judy. But um, Judy, for people to find out more about you, judyrobinette.com. And that's uh, Robinette is um, Robinette with two T's, isn't it? Yep, Noe on the end, and people yep. can certainly reach out on LinkedIn. And uh, I don't know if you've joined Clubhouse yet, Chris, but you should. I have, but I haven't. I haven't used it. I mean, one of um, our mutual friends, Daniel's, asked me to to connect with him and do something on it. Um, so I need to need to discover um, Clubhouse. Maybe we can have a chat about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So wish wish everybody well. Um, and on next week's show, we've got Howard Shaw. Um, Howard's uh, an amazing guy, run businesses and uh, has his own uh, development company. And he's an expert at finding the leaks in your business where you've got holes where all sorts of things are flowing through uh, that are um, reducing your your efficiency and your opportunity and your potential. So we're going to explore that next week with Howard Shaw. Uh, once again, um, wonderful to talk with you again and uh, do join us again and do share the show. with the, We've got 400 episodes in the archive. Listen to them, share them and do feedback on them because it's always wonderful to hear from you. Thank you. We thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.